Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Diener, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host, and I'm recording this episode today on Father's Day, June of 2021, and I got off the phone with my dad and my brother And, you know, I sat on the front porch this morning with my husband and had coffee, and it's just been a beautiful start to such a wonderful day of feeling so much gratitude for the great men that I have in my life. And, um, you know, it's just such a wonderful day of reflection on, you know, giving thanks to the guys that are in our lives that have been either our fathers or our father figures or the men that we, you know, love that are a great part of our lives. So anyway, if you are a dad, an uncle, a father figure in any way, grandparent, just know that I think that today is a great day to appreciate yourself as well as to receive great appreciation from those that love you. So today's episode is going to be about marriage. And I have to tell you, um, the reason why I wanted to talk about marriage is because this month, June of uh, 2021, I've been married for 30 years to the love of my life, Charlie. And I got to tell you, um, you know, 30 years when you've been, and and we've been together for 35 years. And I think that it would be, um, I think that it would be a huge lie if I didn't come right out and admit to you guys that during 30 years of marriage, you're bound to have peaks and valleys. And believe me, we have seen, uh, the dark nights of our souls at some time uh, during our marriage. But you know what? I think the reason why it works and the reason why we're in such a great place now, and I can tell you, I mean, I think that this is probably the strongest our marriage has ever been, is that we have constantly chose each other. At the end of the day, we didn't always like each other, but we always chose each other. And, um, you know, that's the thing is, is, if you spend that much time together in a lifetime with a person, if you if you plan to spend an entire lifetime with another human being, we're all growing at different rates. We don't always grow at the same time. And sometimes we grow apart and we have to choose to grow back together again. And it is about choices. You know, we we always tell children when they're growing up, you know, it's about the choices you make when they graduate from high school or graduate from college. We say things to them like, well, you know what? Your your life will be 
you know, beautiful and depends on whatever choices you make is, you know, the direction it's going to go. Well, so is it with marriage. It depends on the choices you make. And when you choose each other, no matter what, you will find a way to make it work. And the beauty that I think that I've found in my marriage now in our 35 years together and 30 years married is we have chosen each other and we've also chosen each other for the way we are. And that's the thing is, is in the beginning of your marriage, you know, you have all this wonderful bliss and it's, oh, we're so in love. And, but then, you know, life starts happening, you know, jobs can be lost or, um, when you have your children, that's another big mistake that young people make. They think when we have children, it's going to make us so close. Actually, that's probably one of the most trying times in a marriage is when you have children. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to have a family. I adore my girls. We both adore our children, but it also puts a strain because you're having to split your time um, with your loved one with the children. And you put the children first if you're the kind of parent that my husband and I are. We, we, we parented in the way that we put our children's needs first. And so it was really a very trying time. But um, when you finally realize that you're going to be different and you're going to grow at different rates, accepting the other person for exactly who they are, that's the beauty of it. And um, being the cheerleader for them, cheering them on when they have new um, ideas or when they have new creative endeavors, or if they're thinking outside the box and they're like, you might think I'm crazy, but what about this? Um, you know, you might not always understand one another, but trying to support the other person and being a cheerleader for them and helping them to achieve their goals and their dreams, whether it's really your dream or not, it's the bottom line is, is making sure that you choose that person because you love them and you want them to succeed and you want them to be happy. That is a huge part of a marriage. And then, you know, obviously you have to have common ground. You have to have things that you have in common, but it doesn't mean you have to be attached at the hip and like exactly the same things all the time and go everywhere together. Um, you know, I travel alone now by myself quite eh, maybe two, three times a year. I will go do something completely by myself. My husband has this annual fishing trip that he is uh, done with our second daughter, and uh, now her friends, and they've they've done it every year because it's that was their time and their connection. Uh, the thing is, is there are things that you can do that are separate that does not mean that your marriage is, is a bad marriage. It just means that you're strengthening it by allowing the other person to be who they are, to grow in a way that uh, nurture, nurtures their soul. And when you feel nurtured in your soul and in your spirit, when you come back together with that person that you love and adore, you have so much more of yourself to give because you feel strengthened. You feel empowered. You feel yourself. You feel your true self so that you have so much more love and energy to give to your mate. And it took us a really long time to get there and a lot of figuring it out and a lot of, um, you know, self-help and support. But I think over the years, like I said, if you've been married for a really long time, as we have, and I'm hoping to be married twice as long in this lifetime, um, you, you have to, and I'm sure we'll continue to grow. We're going to have new dreams, and we're going to always have to find ways to support each other and what our needs are and our, and our desires are. 
And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the growth. And I love it when my husband comes home and says, hey, I've got this new idea for this at the ranch, or I'd really like to build this at the ranch, or what do you think about this for the business? We love to bounce ideas off of each other. And it may not be something that I see, it may not be my vision, but if it's his vision and I'm like, oh, you know what, I never thought of it that way, or yeah, that might be really interesting, or he won't even say anything to me about it, and he'll build some, he built this fountain up at the ranch that was in the back of his mind for so long. And it's so gorgeous. It's glorious. And I would never have imagined it the way he built it. And even if he tried to explain it to me, I'd have never seen it. But it was like, wow, this is really incredible. And, you know, with me and my writing, he's, he doesn't have to necessarily, he's not a writer and he used to be an avid reader, but, um, he had a back injury back in his thirties. Um, he's 57 now, but he had a back injury that really um, set him back quite a bit. And off and on in his life since the injury, he has um, had issues with it. And so whenever he is physically able, he never wants to stop now. He wants to keep going because, you know, he had that fear in him of, oh my gosh, if you know, I have all these things that I wanted to do and while my back was hurting, I couldn't do those things. So now he, <laughs> he literally will work from the moment he wakes up until the time he goes to sleep. And I can badger him about that. And I still nag him once in a while about listening to his body and doing the things that he should be doing to take care of himself. But at the end of the day, he's a big boy. It's his choice. And he's going to have to do the things that he feels is right for him, whether I think he should rest more or not. (laughs) So getting back to my writing, he doesn't necessarily understand a person's desire to sit in front of a computer or with a tablet and a pen and just, you know, scribbling out all of these thoughts and ideas because he thinks, gosh, I, that would drive me crazy. I couldn't sit there that long. Or I don't even know where you come up with these stories. And, um, or how can you write for a company or how can you blog? Because I don't understand how you could just sit there in front of technology. And even though he doesn't understand any of it at all, he completely supports me in whatever it is that I want to do because he's just excited that I have enthusiasm. When I see him at the end of the day and I'm happy because of something that I did, um, it just gives our relationship so much more juice. You know what I mean? We're just, we're happier around each other and happier to spend time together because the other one has fulfillment separate from the relationship. I want to read to you guys something. Um, So I have this wonderful friend who has since passed away. I adore her. Um, I miss her terribly. Her name is Rosie, and she gave to me her personal copy copy of um, Cahil Gibran's The Prophet. And there's, if you guys have not read Cahil Gibran's The Prophet, first of all, in our demographic of 45 years and older, um, I'm sure especially if you're on the older side of that, you have probably at some point in time read The Prophet. But if not, you at least have heard of it. There's a passage in here about marriage, and I'm going to read it to you now that might explain it to you about what I'm, what I'm trying to say about being separate sometimes and how it strengthens you. So they say, and of marriage, master, what of marriage? And he answered saying, you were born together and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. I, you shall be together, even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. 
Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. I think that that really paints the most beautiful picture of what it means to be a couple and to be a strong couple because you have to allow each other your differences. You have to allow each other to stand alone and to be, you know, vibrant on your own and to grow and to, you know, the thing about the trees at the end really that that to me was so beautiful because if you have two trees growing too closely together they're going to end up starving for nutrients and they're going so one of them is going to get more water one of them is going to get more nutrients you're crowded and you're not going to be able to grow as big and as gorgeous as you can be if you're too crowded in one space so anyway my grandparents um they were together for 49 years i believe before my grandmother passed and the thing is is they did not do all the same things. Oh my gosh, my grandmother was a goer and a doer and my grandfather was very comfortable to just stay home. Um, once in a great while, my grandpa would want to go like garage sailing. Oh my God, that's something he loved to do. Oh, mostly because he just liked to, you know, talk people down in prices and he thought it was a game. But they would go also on, um, you know, trips. They would belong to this place, uh, this uh, club called the Roadrunner Club. And they would take their RVs and they would go all over the place with their friends and they'd go to different campgrounds. And they'd plan it out in way in advance and they'd just get all their buddies together and have a really good time. But outside of that, you know, my grandpa didn't like to sit and play cards with us. My grandmother would play poker. She would play all kinds of games with us. Um, she'd go fishing. My grandpa would come outside while we were fishing, but he never, I don't remember him ever casting a pole. Um... He loved to listen to us playing cards and he'd come in and maybe he'd have a cocktail or when he was getting too older and he wasn't able to drink anymore because of his diabetes, he'd still come in and check on our game. But mostly he just liked to sit on the sidelines. He wasn't the doer and the goer like my grandmother was. She loved bingo. Um, she had her sewing clubs. You know, she got involved and did fun things all the time. But, you know, my grandfather, he fished a lot when he was a younger man. Matter of fact, I think that, you know, he, he had uh, quite a few pictures that I saw of him uh, from when he was in his 20s and early 30s where he had caught like really large fish and won prizes and things. But as he got older, he just was very content to do very little in comparison to my grandmother. But their love was so strong. Um, their biggest thing is they would love to, a couple times a year, they would go uh, on a same thing with their Roadrunner Club, but they would go up to Reno or they would take a bus with all of them together and they would go gambling. And oh my gosh, it was the most competitive thing I ever saw. My grandpa and my grandmother would save all their coins for, you know, a good year and they'd put them in these jars. And then when it was time to go, it was like they'd count out who had saved the most coins, who, who had saved the most to be able to go gambling for the weekend. And that was a lot of fun. But um, again, you know, my grandmother cooked. My grandfather did not do anything in the kitchen whatsoever. 
Um, it just, but it made it work. You know, they had the things that they had in common and then they had the things that they did separately and neither one of them were judging the other for their separateness. They just encouraged each other to be happy. And really you guys, at the end of the day, all you can ever strive for is to be completely and totally happy. So this being our 30th wedding anniversary, um, I'm just, I'm looking back at all the years that my husband and I've had together, and I'm just very grateful. I'm grateful for the lessons of the hard times that we went through because I think it has strengthened us today. I'm grateful for him being exactly who he is. I would never want to change him. And I'm grateful that he allows me to be who I am, even though sometimes he doesn't understand me at all. So like I said, if you love someone enough, you allow them to grow. You allow them the space that they need to grow, but you will be nearby to hold their hand, to help them through the hard times, to cheer them on, and to help them to be the best people that they can possibly be, and to encourage them to dream and dream big, and to strive for more if that's what they want, if there's something that they need, or there's something that they dream about, you need to allow your spouse or your partner, you need to allow them the space and the support that they need for growth. But I just wanted to share all that with you today because it was on my heart. Thank you so much for joining me. We have on Thursdays, we have our interview podcasts. And this Thursday coming up, we have an interview with a gentleman who has led a very, um, a down-home lifestyle, but also an adventurous spirit. Um, he is a volunteer. He does dragon boat racing around the world and um, domestically here in the U.S. And he's raising a daughter and he's uh, carrying on a great legacy of his family. So um, that's a really interesting interview. It's inspirational and um, he's in his mid-50s. And I think that you'll really like that conversation. So tune in on Thursday. We also have a couple other great people coming up uh, later in the month and also in July. So if you're enjoying this content, please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because it really helps people to find us better and easier. Also, um, I wrote a book called After the Fire. It was a romance novel based on the, the 2015 Valley Fire that happened in Lake County, California. And um, if you want some information on that, I'll leave it in the show notes. You can also find it on my website, pattydeanerwrites.com. Um, that will also be in the show notes, you guys. But I blogged about the process of writing that book for um, four and a half years-ish, you know, close to five years. And it's got all the interviews that I had in there from writing that book. It also has um, the different things that were going on in the community during that time. So you might want to give that a, a look. And if you guys like romance, travel, and food, uh, you might want to go and check out my blog, Romance, Travel, and Food. It's about just that. And it's got some pretty cool things in there about different places that I've been it's got some recommendations for travel. It's got recommendations for restaurants and it's got recipes in there. And so maybe go on over there and take a look at that. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Again, I always appreciate the time that you give to me and listening to the podcast. If you also have not joined the beautiful Second Act Facebook group, please go ahead and go on over to there and join. Thanks, you guys. And um, I'll be talking to you every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. 